Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is a podcast from The Bugle. I regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. One of the regrets is mentioning that I had a few regrets before I really realised that there weren't that many and it wasn't really worth having mentioned it. <laughs> but I'll tell you what one of those regrets isn't, is listening to The Goggle. Hey. Welcome to The Goggle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for Visual World. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors this week are Tiff Stevenson and Alison Spittle. Hello. Hey, I think this is my first ever Instagram. Studio this is what happens when you start a podcast during a pandemic. Real microphones <laughs> seem intimidating to you. Oh, and eye contact. This is uh, <laughs> new for me. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a delightful thing. Uh, Tiff, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. It's just, I mean, if, if we all really want to know exactly how I'm doing, I got my period. <laughs> so I got my period today and I... I literally was saying last night, I spent so much time in damp caves, I now have a damp cave, by which I mean I have thrush. (laughs) Enjoy listening to this episode of The Gargle with very gynaecological references throughout. (laughs) Warning, warning, gyno bombs. Oh, I wish I had a gyno bomb. That would be, They're good at getting rid of the thrush, aren't they? Yeah, I'd say so. Have you ever had had a gyno bomb? No. They're like, well, yogurt is, but that's, it's more of a... The gyno a... bombs are, they're like little mini eggs. Hey. I'm... And you just fire them up there and then they just obliterate everything. A suppository. Yes, like a, a vaginal suppository. I feel like, I, I've always thought of suppositories as like uh, wearing a monocle because they're like, a suppository. <laughs> I, su- I, I suppose we could. <laughs> you like oil barons have <laughs> <laughs> It's like a repository of suppositions. It's a library of questions in your vagina. <laughs> the front cover this week is the Edinburgh Fringe posing sexily over the skyline like an overpriced gorilla offering you a flyer for a show you daren't refuse because it looks like if you say no, their heart will finally break. Oh, so sad. And the satirical cartoon this week is a gang of babies planning a big night out at a Matt Ford concert. (laughs) Did you follow this news? Topical. I did. I did see it on Twitter. I saw it's exactly the kind of conversation that Twitter goes mad for. It was like an instant like, ah, people like crazy on both sides. Inevitably, this week's gargle is going to be a little bit fringe focused because we are all here at the fringe. But the two major scandals at the fringe this year, if you're not at the fringe... uh, and don't follow the fringe is uh, uh, Sadowitz was cancelled, literally cancelled. His show was cancelled uh, because he 
used an ethnic slur and took his penis out on stage. And and the lead in the newspapers is that he took his penis out on stage at at a woman in the front row. But I I, I don't think they really understand the the spirit of the fringe, which is that 70% of people will have their penis out at all times. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen so many dicks at this fringe. It's not not noteworthy unless they're doing it in an interesting way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, someone just holding a penis in their hand. Like the skull in Shakespeare, like alas. <laughs> yeah, puppetry of the penis did run for a few. In fact, I used to open for puppetry of the penis, which sounds like a euphemism, but not. Um, it was actually it was actually the most feminist shows I ever did because I went out and did jokes to mainly women, and it was brilliant. And then men came on and took their clothes off. Wow! <laughs> I knew one of the original guys. He has permanent nerve damage to his penis. What? <laughs> Yeah, don't pop it too much. I am gonna say though, um, um, campaign to make female comics trend at the fringe. Yeah, mm. like why don't I mean, t- whose dick know, do we be... have to take out to get trending? <laughs> Tiff's trush. Let's let's get, let's that, get trending. that trending on Twitter. <laughs> now it's time for our top story this week: reverse Goldilocks news. Now, as an otter has broken into a family home, uh, had a nap in their bed, and was sick on their floor. Uh, Tiff Stevenson, you've had big nights out. Can you unpack this story? <laughs> We've all been there. Um, Look, it's a holiday home. This is what happens when you don't properly vet your Airbnb people. He uh, probably left a Look, mess. Look, a vet in... might have been handy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's probably left a mess in all the other places he's been in and, uh, you know, not taking the bins out, brought loads of other otters around for a party. Look, uh, I've eaten someone else's food at a party, thrown up, woken up with a face in an ashtray. <laughs> I feel like I can relate to this story. I, I need to dig through a couple of details though firstly uh the holiday home is in a place called skin burnus and that has <laughs> got to be made up right skin burn like next you'll be telling me there's a place called pissed up shire or knotted hankyville <laughs> <laughs> so uh skin burnus uh this couple had an otter smash in through the it said through the pet entrance which sounds like a euphemism for anal sex i don't care <laughs> I'm going in via the pet entrance. <laughs> I think that means a cat flap, but apparently yeah. you can have it. Can you have ones big enough for dogs? Because then humans could get through. Them no, no, no. It's a cat flap, but it's not. It's it's the pet entrance in that they they is bars <laughs> so that their cat couldn't get out. But the otter right. squeezed in through the bars because the otter is thinner than their cat. So right. it was simultaneously an attack on their home and a burn on their cats. <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta say as well, I love otters. I am um, I'm a big fan of the otter um and it's uh, i remember i was having it was the beginning of 2020 and went down the pacific coast highway and i just kept crying at all this nature and when i saw the sea otters i was like sort of crying that i in quite a lovely way of like i can't believe i exist in a world where that also exists and it's so different to me and then i saw it smashing a clam on its chest to try and get it open i was like oh that's like me with a jar of pickles (laughs) i'm not that different actually like physically we're different but i i felt akin to it so I'm i'm a big fan of the otter and these guys should just shut up and put up be grateful you had an otter come into your house my favorite thing about this story is it's on whales online and and as a sort of a semi-local paper it has this kind of very charming focus on details that you wouldn't necessarily make <laughs> the news in bigger papers like uh, apparently uh, Peter who's the, the man uh, Linda and Peter is their home um, he shooed it off the bed 
<laughs> he, uh, you, with the help of a man who they'd hired to clean their oven that day. <laughs> and then going on, it didn't leave quickly. Instead, it hid under Linda's dresser for a while, forcing Peter to get a stick from outside to hurry it along. <laughs> Poor Peter. Poor Peter. Is this journalist being paid by the word? <laughs> who hires someone in to clean their oven? I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, I've heard of getting in a cleaner. Yeah. But specifically, specifically. for an oven. Yeah, it's Mr. Sheen. Isn't it? You get him in. Um, it's the witch from Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> That's the ruse she uses. Get in there, my lovelies. <laughs> I would be very afraid, like, if an otter broke into my home with just, like, what they can do with clams and stuff. You know, I'd be worried about Peter's head. They're lucky they escaped <laughs> with their life. Uh, and I feel like it's a real kind of... Um, uh, it's a real kind of show of strength that the otter was just like, yeah, we'll get out of your house, but real slowly. Like you can't do anything about this, you know. But um, yeah, otters to me, they look like um, they look a bit like um, uh, Bob Hoskins, <laughs> and so I love them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They do. They're the Bob Hoskins of the animal world. <laughs> like I'd want to keep them in my house for as long as possible. Your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy. Mm. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Toast with Butter and Jam. Uh, yes. Essentially time travel that says, I wish this had always been cake. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer toast to cake. Um, Do you prefer toast to cake? Yeah, cake is a lie. Cake is like a, the sp- like it's like a, like a loofah or like a little sponge cake. I hate them so much. They're dry. Oh, okay. What I need to do is introduce you to some like real continental Hungarian style cakes. Ooh. My my grandmother's approach to cake was if you couldn't beat someone to death with it, it's <laughs> <laughs> probably not worth making. Amazing. I've often described tea as as a cake lube. <laughs> Definitely. Like, yes. I, I I drink coffee because I like coffee. If I'm drinking tea, it is normally lube for cake. Uh, fair. Uh, and is the cost of living crisis getting to you? Can't afford to feed your family? Feel your belly for long enough to distract your mind with half a glass of water. Ooh. Half a glass of water. Nature's pause button. <laughs> it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Now it's time for our next story, next story, dog show news. This is a heartwarming tale that if it is not made into a movie for children within the year, I will be furious. This is a story of a dog running away, winning a rosette at a dog show, and then going home. Alison Spittle, 
Yes. That sounds like a fun weekend. Can you unpack this story? Yeah, well, there's like little le- left for them to achieve. Like this dog, um, it's so funny um, that this uh, this is out from Wales Online again. And I love the I'm sorry, picture. I'm sorry. It was just a bonanza and well. <laughs> so so many adorable. Genuinely, I had to cut out like four other adorable animal stories. Oh. I just felt like we need some heartwarming animal stories. Well, it's beautiful because it's a lady called Eva and her dog is Bonnie. And if you can't, of course, you're, we're listening to a podcast. If you can't, I'll describe what the dog looks like to you. Um, it looks like it has a furrowed brow. Like it's see, it's like it's worried about. It looks like um, looks like a working class mother in a kitchen sink drama, where she's worried about her fifteen year old son getting into shoplifting. That's the dog. Like it has that face. I'm like, John, no. Um, but what happened was the family were left stunned when their dog escaped, only to return later that day with a rosette from a dog show. So, <laughs> uh, they looked all over the house in, in uh, West Sussex with her two daughters and her neighbours even joined in. And little did they know that John John Wilmer had spotted the pet by the side of the road just minutes after she escaped as he took his two dogs to a show in Felbridge in Surrey. And the family's fears were raised when Paula spotted a Facebook post by John asking for the creature's owner to get in touch. And once he knew the owners had been told, John decided to enter Bonnie into the competition for best <laughs> rescue dog. And she returned with the... T- she got third place. That's a bit. She was freshly. She was freshly rescued. Yeah, like only temporarily rescued, only technically rescued. So, do you think they've listened to harder cases? So, the first and the second. So, like the X Factor sob sob story. Isn't that the ultimate sob story? Though I've lost my family. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still looking for them. If you've ever heard of them, (laughs) phone is lighting up with messages. Hi, it's your mum. Look, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this is a heartwarming story, and if. You try and disagree with me, I'll kick you because I need something good in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's weird, it is. It's it's sort of my Edinburgh story. I went away from London and then I came back with prizes. Hey. I'm just I'm manifesting it. I don't mind if it's a rosette because I actually look. I like things around my neck work. I can I do really well with a choker. So if anyone wants to give me a rosette this Edinburgh, I'll be I'll be into it. Well, that's all the time we have for runaway return dog story news now because it is time for your reviews. Uh, as you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. Uh, what have you brought in for us this week, Tiff? Oh, okay. Um, kids' hairdressers. I mean, I went in one. They gave me a terrible haircut. No, um, <laughs> um, just the idea they made me of sit them. in a tiny car. <laughs> yeah, that was the fun part. I did vroom vroom noises. Um, no, the idea of them. I, I just, I feel like this is not right. How will you ever learn about humiliation if you never receive a terrible bowl cut from your mum? And I just think, like, these kids are missing out on an essential part of growing up. I've got school photos that are absolutely shocking where my mum's cut my fringe and it's in an arc. Like, like, that's not the style. It's just like a full arc on my forehead. I feel like it's character building. I just think, you know, you need, like, there, there has to be some humiliation when you're a child. Otherwise, if you just bring them up too privileged and their lives are too great, they're just eventually going to stick you in a care home using your money. (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like kids need to, so I'm going to give them, I'm going to look, I'm going to give them three out of five because technically the hairdressers are great and that's a job to get a, a like wrestle a child into whatever shaped chair you've got going on. But I just don't believe in them as an idea. 
bring back the home haircuts, bring down the lockdown looks. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, let's, let's all, you know, when you go back to school for the new term, mm. everybody can like sort of go through their hair trauma together. Oh, look, I think all, I think all children's haircuts should be the ultimate children's haircut, which is where the child finds a pair of scissors and has a go. <laughs> 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 On their yes. siblings, that's always the one that you go, someone's coming. I think maybe it was, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe it was Paul, maybe it was the other half. Said that he's <laughs> he had his hair cut by his sister. Or there's always a story of a sibling coming oh, like, getting yeah, yeah, scissors, yeah. and then one half of someone's hair, long hair, is up round by no, their this ears. Is my, this is the thing, right? It, it works in in disability advocacy. Nothing for us without us. No children's haircuts without children involved. In <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he ended up like with a fringe that looks like the coast of Norway. Do you know what I mean? Just like, I'm for it. <laughs> Did you ever cut your own hair? I, I I witnessed my sister cut my littler sister's hair. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. And I didn't about. intervene. Because <laughs> I wanted to see how it was. And I was about like 16 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll see how this plays out. You know? <laughs> I, I've had some belting cuts. I mean, if you want to go on my Instagram and have a look, there's a picture of me. I had a full mullet at one point. Oh, wow. And it is exceptional. I cut it all off and started wearing waistcoats because I was like, like you know, tomboy. I was like tree climbing. You sound like a magician. Yeah. Like, a mullet and a waistcoat. <laughs> <laughs> Pocket so I could keep chalk and a yo-yo. Like it was like, <laughs> oh, the adventures I had. Um, but yeah, the mullet was, I think the mullet grew out of the very short haircut because my sister, my older sister got a step and had it shaved up the back. So I had it cut very short. But then it grow. Yeah, there's a there's an awesome picture of me at some point in the eighties with a full mullet. It's like, but it's not even. It's like three haircuts on one head. It's outstanding. <laughs> Alison Spittle, what have you brought in for us to review? I'm reviewing meeting uh, gargle listeners at the fringe. Hey. Uh, oh. So I feel a bit like Cisco. In a way that, like, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to move on with my life, but people want to keep reminding me of the batteries. <laughs> like the fog suck. I love it so much. I love meeting the Gargoyle listeners. Like, it's, uh, it's great to be involved in something that was on in lockdown and then you're out of it and you're actually kind of meeting people. And so I'm going to sincerely review it as a five out of five Aww. and say thank you so much, Alice, for having me on because I wouldn't be able to meet these people and get people at my show. And I'm having a bloody lovely time. So, yeah. It's the heartwarming dog story of a review. And I'm, I am <laughs> I normally wouldn't accept it, but this week I'm tired and I'm busy. And it's so nice. Thank you, Alison. No, no problem. I actually, I, I'm tired from the fringe. I'm having a, I've been a nice time and I know all my guards are down and I can't not, not be sincere, which is quite annoying. Because like one, like yesterday, I went to a deli and they'd no relish and I started to cry. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> That's all the time we have for our reviews because now it's time for our anonymous poop gifting site hack news. Uh, that's uh, this is the news that is exactly what it sounds like. There is a website uh, called Shit Express. <laughs> they, they have, they've not gone for a euphemism. They've not gone for the brown tunnel or you know, uh, you know, excess expedited or you know anything like that. They've gone for Shit Express. It's a web service that lets you send a box of feces along with a personal message to friends and enemies. <laughs> hasn't been taken down for being clearly horrifying and, and illegal. It's been taken down, uh, it's been breached after a customer spotted a, a data leak vulnerability 
Uh, a data leak. That's the yeah. only leak vulnerability <laughs> they have. Uh, Alison Spittle, uh, can you unpack this story for us carefully wearing gloves? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a, it's because apparently like um, the, did they, they, they say the customer is known as a fret actor? Like what is a fret actor? Like in Shit Express, it says here, like, it's a web service that lets you send a box of feces along with a personalised message. This is like... Uh, we don't want to send your feces anonymously. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to send it with so a personalised message. Let's be clear. You not, you're not, you're not sending your own feces. That could, you can do that your, yourself. What right. you're doing is you're selecting some animal feces of a particular species and, and sending it with a message. Yeah. Right. So you're not sending... I don't think you're sending human feces at all. No, you've got to choose a poop from an animal, which is then interesting because, you know, some animals are naturally more wet storm samples than others. Do you know like when you see an elephant, you know that's going to be a big old dry one. Mm. Um, And I don't know which animals do wetter ones, but if I was going to send a turd in the post, I'd want it to be moist like a cake. I'm not an arsehole. (laughs) (laughs) I want want, a rabbit poo because then you can pretend it's Maltesers. No, 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 no. no. There's only one kind of poo that can and should and ever be be sent in the mail. Uh, Think about those square watermelons in Japan. It's the wombat poo. Square poo. <gasps> Square poo. I would, I would be happy to receive that. Yeah, I, I feel like it's the only legitimate. It. How do they tax this on customs? <laughs> like, how do they? With Brexit now, like when I get packages from Ireland, it tells you what's on the inside, on the outside, on the on an envelope. See, so you, you know, before you even read, before you even open it. You see that there's a packet of keys in it or something like that. Oh well, you can you can be quite vague. You just have a gift. It would say medical specimen, wouldn't it? On the yeah. box, they'd have to send it with, like, or science or biological. What do you have to like? I mean, a biological weapon. <laughs> biological <laughs> weapon. Hate crime. Because <laughs> no one's no one's expecting it. The idea that this even exists as a service is wild. Like the wildest thing I've heard outside of this is there's a rumor. I don't know if it's definitely true. So let's cover ourselves by saying a rumor. But mm-hmm. I think you can Google it. Um, Shelley Azoff, who is the wife of Irving Azoff, who was the manager of the Eagles once sent a box of snakes to a rival. Wow. So FedExed a box and this person like opened a box <laughs> of live snakes. <laughs> which is so rock and roll. I think it's incredible. It sounds like something Cleopatra would do. Yeah. That's who else I can think of. The so, band? Or, or, or those kind <laughs> yeah, of... Um, coming at you. Coming at you. Snakes. What was he? The, he was the king of Wessex or something who put the Viking in a pit of snakes. Oh, yeah. Has there any? Has there been any other kind of like uh, historical sending of shit or uh, other types of things? Almost certainly, yes. Yeah, we should do our be. research. Yes, she once sent a live snake to a rival, um, and I love that because you know that is is it just a it's a like sort of. I was going to say apocryphal. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. It's like one of those rock and roll stories that you're like, this is what you want with, with was, rock and roll. It's Northumbria. It was, uh, yeah, Ragnar Lothbrok was the one who got thrown into a snake of pits. Right. A pit of snakes. A pit of snakes. <laughs> a snake of pits would be good as well, though. <laughs> Ragnar Lothbrok's the one that gets chucked into a pit of snakes. That was what it, just what? an embarrassing way to die. Ow, ow. <laughs> you, ow. Can, you can customise the wrapping as well and send out a smiley sticker with it which, what with your uh, poop yeah which would be mixed messages yeah I feel you know you're offering someone a shit and then you're like 
with a smile. My granny has like a, a Santa. So for Christmas, she decorates the whole house, including the bathroom. And there's like, a, she has a little Santa face on the front of the, so you know, the lid of the toilet. Yeah. It's got a, it's got Santa's face and then the rest of it is a beard. So it looks like you're opening up Santa's mouth to then defecate in his mouth. <laughs> Uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's making a list and he's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's constipated or not. You know? <laughs> How do you like them, Bickies? <laughs> I do feel like I'm pooping into some poor voice actor's face whenever I get on a virgin train. You know, they've got that talking <gasps> yes. toilet. Oh, yes. It's like, do not flush this, do not flush that. And I'm like, mm, I'm going <laughs> to send something your way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. When it's, it never, I hate Do not it. flush your ex's jumper, your mobile phone. You're like, who wrote this script? God damn it. I would love it though if those signs and that script, and I feel this is very common, uh, where you go to the toilets where they're in a basement or something like that. They never specify that you're allowed to flush shit. You know what I mean? It's they're like only telling you what you're not allowed to. Yeah, and I'm like, am I allowed to? Sh-? I mean, how, how, how? So, okay, this is, yes. if, if you were in Europe, you'd be right to question it. But this is England in which the, the law, if it's not explicitly against the law, then it is uh, legal. What, are we allowed? I thought you were going to say there's a law in England where you're allowed to, like, shit in a, shit in a policeman's hat if you're <laughs> pregnant or something like that. <laughs> but it's some oldie worldy rule. Pee in a policeman's hat if you're, if you're pregnant, I think it is. But I mm. wonder what excuse you could use for taking a crap in. Maybe a policeman's boot. Well, sometimes sometimes you just think you need a pee, but then there's more. So if you're pregnant, you can be like, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> Next hat, line up. That's all the time we have for our horrifying poo news because now it is time for our triumph of the human will against the institution news. Uh, this is the story that a man in India has recently won a 22-year court battle in pursuit of a, of a un, unlawfully taken 21p. So this is uh, the story of Tungnath Chaturvedi, who was a lawyer. He was charged 20 re- rupees extra for two tickets that he bought in 1999. Wow. Uh, so t- 20 rupees is about uh, 25 cents American or 21 pence. Uh, and uh, he decided that he was not happy with that. He wanted to be refunded with interest. Um, and he has he's he's just gone hard. He's just gone hard. He's, he's attended more than 100 hearings in connection with the case. Uh, and then he sort of complains a little bit. He says, <laughs> you can't put a price on the energy and time I've lost fighting this case. Oh, my God. You can't. No, yes. right? You made that Three decision. marriages. <laughs> like, probably... Um, yeah, that's a that's. I mean, I kind of like holding a petty grudge, but I think it's probably more damaging to him in the long run. Some heroes don't wear capes. I think this man <laughs> is fighting for everyone who's been shortchanged by somebody. Well, do you know what's interesting in Ireland? So we have a thing called the Lewis, which is a tram oh, yeah, around the Dublin. And um, there was um, someone did a prank one time because it's quite easy to avoid paying a fare on the Lewis. They were like, yeah, it's, it's uh, the, the Lewis is free. Like, it's legally free. And everyone got in on this rumour and it trended in Ireland for like two months that the Lewis <laughs> is actually free. And the poor, the poor actual official Lewis people are like, no, no, uh, it is not free. Um, because there was barely any staff that ever kept the rules. But now they've got in a load of staff because one person Aww. tried to make Marinda. it official that it's free. And now more people have to pay for it. Yeah. 
Well, this man got uh, compensated, but he wasn't happy with the level of compensation. He got 15,000 rupees, which is about $200, uh, <laughs> give or take. It's about $188 or 154 pounds. Yeah. Um, you could buy a nice airbed out of that. I don't know why he's... <laughs> <laughs> like an electronic one that you plug in. When people have that, I'm like, that is luxury. Paul also ordered if the amount was not paid within 30 days, the interest rate would be revised to 15%. And it says his... He said the compensation was paltry, doesn't make up for the mental anguish. His family tried to dissuade him several times from pursuing the case. And then like the last one was like, we're leaving. We've never been saying it. And then he came back to an empty house with his £154. Um, I didn't have to pay money to a lawyer or bear the cost of travelling to court. That can get quite expensive. I mean, yeah, I just, yeah, I'd no- I normally do like a, I normally do like a petty... But this is, I think it's probably taken it beyond. Yeah, like I, I didn't think that there would be anyone that would be wasting their time more so than uh, train, like train watchers, like train spotters themselves. Look, as somebody who's currently at the Edinburgh Fringe, yeah. a place <laughs> at which people pour love after money after energy year after year after year for no return at all. Mm, oh my God, stop, Alice, yes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> On the hope that a yes. TV executive will show up one day and pay you £154, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can uh, I can see this man as our mascot. <laughs> oh, I related more to the dog story. Let's bring back the dog story. <laughs> no, that you can't bring back the dog story. The dog story will bring itself back wearing your rosette. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this episode. Let's flip through the ads at the back. Tiff Stevenson, have you got anything to plug? Yes, My Sexy Brain. It's my show at the Pleasance Courtyard and it's on till the 29th of August at 8pm. So um, I'm going to say come because I've I've had some... The last few days I was like, book in advance, guys, it's really full. And then last night, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) So... So, yeah, um, so hopefully, look, if you like reviews and you're bothered by that guy, there's good ones out there. Um, I've shared some of them, but I'm not reading them. But um, just come because the show's funny and it's good. And uh, I'm happy with it. I'm proud of it. So come see it and, and go see all my friends. It's the most emotionally real gargle I've ever been involved in. So sorry. <laughs> it's lovely. No, Alison, no, no. uh, what have you got to plug? So I'm going to plug my show called Wet, and it's on every day at 4.45 in the Pleasance Courtyard in the Ag. Um, I love doing this show if you're a gargle listener oh, thank you so much to the gargle listener who gave me stroop waffles <laughs> oh. she was amazing oh I love stroop waffles yeah I can share them with you I think we should like yeah, get involved <laughs> in this and thank you so much for coming if you're a gargle listener uh, definitely come up to me after and give me a shout because it's so lovely meeting all of you and um, uh, also I've got a podcast called Wheel of Misfortune on BBC Sounds and I have a great episode of Kerry Katona Uh, So she's very good. And that's about it, really, I think. Well, you can line up a triple gargle (laughs) in a shot by seeing Alison Spittle, then Tiff Stevenson, then my show at 9.15 at uh, the Gilded Balloon. It's called Kronos. It's an absolute delight having podcast listeners in the audience, although you do need to be coached to laugh out loud because these are people who've been spending the last... A couple of years trying not to laugh at our hilarious jokes because they're on the bus. Yeah. So uh, we need to we need to train you all to laugh out loud. It's it's just genuinely wonderful to be here. This is a uh, Bugle Podcast and Alice Fraser production. You can find me online at alliterative a l i t e r a t i v e on Instagram or Twitter or patreon.com slash Alice Fraser and one stop shop for all of my stand up specials, podcast blogs, as well as my weekly Tea with Alice salons. I'm doing live salons uh, in Edinburgh every Tuesday, um, 2 pm 
and if you join the Patreon, you can come along and have a chat. And that's all I have to say. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. Your magnificent editor is Ped Hunter. I'll talk to you again next week. Hey. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. And good luck to you too, Christopher. Hello. Esteemed Bugle Family producer, producer Chris, is back with a new series of his podcast called Richie Firth Travel Hacker. It's a six-part series where Chris and co-conspirator Richie, of the name, attempt to visit as many countries as they can in a day. It's part adventure, part just two men passing time in a box, because that's what travel is nowadays. Search for it in all pod apps or go to patreon.com slash travelhacker where you can hear all the episodes at once. Obviously sequentially rather than simultaneously though if you want to do it simultaneously i am not going to question your choices mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. add your favorite photos a heartfelt message and we'll even mail it for you the same day all for just five dollars From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com